Genesis 33, 1 through 20. Jacob looked up, and there was Esau coming with his 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two female servants. He put the female servants and their children in front, Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Joseph in the rear. He himself went on ahead and bowed down to the ground seven times as he approached his brother. But Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him. He threw his arms around his neck and kissed him, and they wept. Then Esau looked up and saw the women and children. Who are these with you? he asked. Jacob answered, They are the children God has graciously given to your servant. Then the female servants and their children approached and bowed down. Next, Leah and her children came and bowed down. Last of all came Joseph and Rachel, and they too bowed down. Esau asked, What is the meaning of all these flocks and herd I met? To find favor in your eyes, my lord, he said. But Esau said, I already have plenty, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. No, please, said Jacob, if I have found favor in your eyes. Accept this gift from me, for to see your face is like seeing the face of God. Now that you have received me favorably, please accept the presents that were brought to you, for God has been gracious to me, and I have all that I need. And because Jacob insisted, Esau accepted it. Then Esau said, Let us be on our way. I'll accompany you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are tender, and that I must care for the ewes and cows that are nursing their young. If they are driven hard just one day, all the animals will die. So let my Lord go on ahead of his servant, while I am moving slowly at the pace of the flocks and herds before me and the pace of the children until I come to my Lord and say, Esau said, Then let me leave some of my men with you. But why do that? Jacob asked. Just let me find favor in the eyes of my Lord. So the day Esau, uh, so that day Esau asked, uh, started on his way back to Seir. Jacob, however, went to Sukkoth, where he built a place for himself and made shelters for his livestock. That is why the place is called Sukkoth. And Jacob came from Padan Aram. He arrived safely at the city of Shechem in Canaan and camped within the site of the city. 400 pieces of silver he brought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, the plot of the ground where he pitched his tent. Then he set up an altar and called it El Elhoi Israel. Thank you, Jeremiah. Good morning. This Bible text today tells us about one of the most emotional moments in Jacob's life. His long waiting meeting with his brother Esau after 20 years walking apart. Last Sunday, we, we heard about Jacob's wrestle with God, his prayer, remembering God's promise for him and his family and his offspring, the changing of his name, and about the injury to his hip that made him to limp. Today, we are going to learn about 
the encounter and atmosphere involving that moment, the reconciliation of those two brothers and about, or better say, the cost of the reconciliation. We, in this country, and also in this my former country, we have faced lots of disagreement, lots of separation for big deal or not that so big, but we have lived in a time of that we need what the most that we need as a society, even as a church, is the reconciliation for political sides, for uh, society opinions that brings Kevin for lots of injustice. Everything brings us to this need of reconciliation. Broken families, broken society, divided churches, divided families. So, what is the cost of the reconciliation according to this to this uh, Bible test. So we, need, we know that we need reconciliation everywhere, but reconciliation is something that a cost. Have a cost. And what does reconciliation mean? Okay, I went to the American Dictionary, and there I found this. Reconciliation is an act of peacemaking between two parties who were once peaceful but now moved to a status of conflict. To break a relationship is, is quite a process. This only thing that you need to do is a big mistake hurting somebody's heart. You only need this. And then a relationship that was peaceful now is broken. Now you have people walking apart. Why am I saying this? Because in the process of any reconciliation, there are many things involved. One of them we see in this story is fear. Most of us, if not all of us, know that this process is not easy and demands lots of effort and desire of everyone involved in it. That that is exactly what we have today in this biblical test. The first meeting between Jacob and Esau after the painful and traumatic breakup break of the relationship between the two 
with terrible, terrible consequences for both of them and for the whole family. You know the story behind this scene. Pastor Justin and I have preached many sermons about Jacob's life for the last three months. After having deceived his brother Esau, his father Isaac, and after he himself being deceived by Laban, his own father-in-law, Jacob came, upon, came to a point of his life that brought him to try to reconcile his differences with his brother. He was tired of being a fugitive. With no home, no roots, no place to settle. He would like to return home, settle down and live a peaceful life with his family. But, for sure, many questions raised inside Jacob's heart. What would that be like after running away for 20 years? What would this be like after so many years apart from his brother? How would Esau's heart be after 20 years feeding his bitterness against Jacob? Can we imagine Jacob's mind boiling with fear? Especially when he looked up and there was Esau coming with his 400 men to meet him. Among many questions, these are some orders in his mind. Am I going to be received by my brother? Am I going, going to be forgiven? Am I going to be killed? This is why he immediately took action to protect his family. According to Genesis chapter 33, verse 1, he divided his, the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two female servants. Is not that the fear of, why, of what might happen that comes to mind for many as they seek reconciliation? What if... If I go to, I want to reconcile myself with my brother, my, my ex-husband, with my ex-wife, with my ex-boss, uh, with my ex-neighbor, with my, my brother, my sister, my father, my son, my daughter, my mother, my relatives. What if? This is the hard part of reconciliation. 
We don't know what is going to happen, how it's going to end. It's why reconciliation has a cost. So it's better never to break up relationship. Because if you break, there is a cost. And fear is one of them. What is going to happen? But if fear is one step involved in this process, the cost of the reconciliation also brings surprise. Let's see what happened in this Jacob story. What does the word surprise? I return it to the American English Dictionary. And there I found this. Surprise means strike someone with wonder or amazement, especially for being something unexpected. And I love this word, unexpected. In all situations we are in, we find surprises. Some of them can be very good. Other surprises, not that so. When Jacob went to meet his brother Esau, he was full of bad expectation. As I mentioned before, he was expecting the worst. Anger, revenge, and humiliation from his brother. Under great fear and distress, according to the chapter 32 of the book of Genesis, Jacob prepared himself for the, for the worst. How? Splitting the people who were with him in two groups. If Esau attacks one group, at least he has another group to stay with him. It was what he has in his mind. He also prepared himself sending gifts to Esau for, for he thought he would appease his brother with those gifts sent ahead of him, hoping that with that action, Esau would give him what he wanted. He also prepared himself splitting the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two female servants. But the female servants in their children in front of everyone Leah and her children next. But Rachel and Joseph, her only child, he put in the back. Just in case. After all, she was his beloved and favorite wife. So she tried to protect her. She tried to put her in the back. Having everything prepared, 
He went and bowed down to the ground seven times as he approached his brother. Once more, all that preparation on Jacob's side shows how ready he was for his encounter. Waiting for the worst. This doesn't happen with ladies, especially wives. But most of us, most of, uh, of those happens with uh, husbands. The worst thing that husbands hear from wives is when they say this. Okay, I'm going to work tonight. We have a conversation. Man, please. How do we spend our days? What is going on? What I did wrong. And we try to open the whole files in our mind, trying to find what we did wrong. Why she did that? Why she wanted to have that conversation? Why? Because most of the time, we are expecting the worst in our lives. That was the Jacob situation. Even though he prayed... Remember last sermon? Who was praying, asking, for, asking God to remember his promises for him and his, his family? God, you promised this. What are you going to do? But was he still waiting for the worst. And then, suddenly came the unexpected the surprise, for his surprise, when he came and met Isa, Isa, instead of kill him, instead of say what you did and say and remember the whole past, the whole heart that he had in his, the whole uh, 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 bitterness that he had inside of his heart, what Isa did, he ran to meet him. And embraced him, Esau threw, threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. Instead of anger, he found a smile. Instead of revenge, he found embrace. Instead of humiliation, he found love. And then, the Bible says, they wept. Please, join me for a moment on the beauty of that instant. Can you imagine, even feel that high level of emotion? At that moment, there was no room to focus on the past. Because the brother's desire was only to embrace, 
each other and reconcile. The painful past was still there. Nothing was erased. But it was not, but that wasn't an obstacle to reconciliation and repentance, acceptance. What a beautiful and precious moment. At this point, you probably have this question in your mind. Why did Esau change his mind about Jacob? That was the question that came to my mind as well. What happened that Jacob changed, or Esau changed his mind? Why he was accepting Jacob? Why did he embrace him? The Bible says nothing about what happened with Esau. But I can imagine. Allow me to give some wings to my mind. Probably his parents worked hard with him, appeased him, taught him about forgiveness. The journey of the reconciliation includes processing past memories. And this way that I see what happened, what happened with Esau. Someone worked with him. Probably his parents, because they loved God. They were servants, Isaac, and his mother was were seven of God. They have fear of God. There is no reconciliation without forgiveness. There is no reconciliation if you put value in our pain instead of the reconciliation itself. It was necessary for Issa to face them and deal with them, their pain. He had to, probably he had to look up to God, the only one who could give him strength to reach the stage of forgiveness. Because he knew that by himself, he never would reach the forgiveness. Furthermore, despite the harm that Jacob did to him, at that point of his life, Esau was probably missing his twin brother. Even though the Bible says nothing about what I just mentioned, that was the surprise for this story. Despite the whole preparation Jacob had done, God had the unexpected for him. I have to tell you this, although, the, although uh, 
the whole preparation performed by Jacob to have a good encounter with his brother was very important. The success of that reconciliation was based not on him, Jacob, but on God's work inside the hearts of those two men. According to 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7, this is the way to reach the unexpected from God. The Bible says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. This is the only way to reach the unexpected from God. After the natural fear before any reconciliation, and after being calmed down by the surprise that, God, that Jacob had, or he was expecting the worst, and he received the gift of a smile, of an embrace, and a kiss. The cause of the reconciliation also brought its reward. Reconciliation involved lots of steps. Involved fear because we don't know what's going on, what will happen. Reconciliation also brings surprises, but also included in the package rewards. As I, as I told at the beginning, reconciliation is not easy and has quite a high cost. I know this. You know this. I had to go a number of times to reconciliation. I know that is not easy. I know the high cost of the reconciliation. But what cost is this? The cost of understanding that something is broken and it needs to be fixed. Both. I have found people that know that something is broken but is not ready to fix it. Reconciliation needs recognizing that something is broken, but also the need to do something to fix it. The cost of acceptance that something must be done. The cost of the first step towards the reconciliation. The cost of self Humiliation. The cost 
of, of being humble before the person to whom you need to reconcile, recognizing our own fault in the process that led to break down the relationship. But, and I want to put stress on this word, but if our hearts are only focusing on those steps, the hardness of the, of the, hard, the hard side of the, rela- the reconciliation, we probably will not take any action towards reconciliation. This will be possible if we actually move our eyes from that specific hard moment to the, to the precious pleasure, uh, pleasure of a peaceful heart and a peaceful mind afterward. Reconciliation will be hard, will be difficult. I know this, you know this, everyone knows this. But if you focus on that very moment, the fear will take care, will take control of our action, our heart, our mind, and will never go towards the reconciliation. But when we see afterwards, okay, that will be hard, that will be difficult, but I know after reconciliation, I will find peace of mind. I will find peace to my family, to my heart. The wrestling with God was the moment when all those steps happened to Jacob. Before meeting with Esau, he had to let his character be changed by God. Otherwise... He would never humble himself before his brother. As I said before, Jacob was not confident that everything was going to finish well. It's why, among other things, he sent gifts to his brother ahead of him, tempting to buy Issa's peace in preparation for their meeting. And when I say gift, I'm not saying an ordinary gift. He sent 200 female goats and 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 female camels with their young, 40 cows and 10 bulls, and 20 female donkeys, and 10 male donkeys. How many animals? Did the math? I was hoping. 550 animals. That is quite high-value gift. But what Jacob 
didn't know was that Issa's pardon and reconciliation wasn't for sale. He already had everything. He refused all those gifts, only accepting them at the end after a lot of insistence from Jacob. The reward of Jacob's change, personal transformation, and reconciliation was his br- with his brother was his return to his homeland with his family. According to Genesis chapter 33, verse 18, after Jacob came, up, came from Padam Aram, he arrived safely at the city of Shechem in, Can- in Canaan and camped within sight of the city. Finally, he was back home. No running for his life anymore. The fear was gone. The peace was made. He was home. The hard moment of that encounter worth it because now he received his reward. My brothers and sisters, to reconcile is To reconcile is to give access to bring harmony and peace between two parties. It's bringing closer what is is far away. It's uniting what is separated. Esau freely offered reconciliation to Jacob. The offended offering to reconcile with the offender. This is the most beautiful and striking verse in today's text. This passage reminds us of a similar situation in the Gospel of Luke chapter 15. In the story of the prodigal son. It was the father who ran to meet his lost son. The offended offering to reconcile with the offender. The same happened to us. Even though everyone knows that reconciliation has a cost. Many people try to do something good, expecting that those good actions would buy God's pardon. It's why many people think that they need to do good things Help the poor. Do this or that. Even though those things are important, 
but will never be enough to buy the reconciliation with God. Even the church. How many people come to us and say, I deserve the, the blessing from God because I give my tithe, I do my prayer, I go every Sunday to the church, I'm a good man, I walk to the church, I deserve the blessing from God. Trying to buy the reconciliation with God. You have to remember that even though everything that you do are important or is important, but is the offended who offer the reconciliation. According to Romans chapter 5, verses 8 to 11, we see this clearly. God, the offended, offered to reconcile with us the offender. The Bible says, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, now much, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For it, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. We have nothing in us. Enough to buy the reconciliation with God. But God himself paid the price. The death of Christ. For you. For me. For those who are walking apart from God. But also for us. Christians. Children of God, we have to remember this. Reconciliation is not an act. Reconciliation is a process. It's why every day we need to come before him and ask for his forgiveness. Because even though we are saved by the grace and by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are still sinners. We still break re re our relationship with Him. And we need come after Him to reconcile. Asking for forgiveness. The only way that waiting for the day as Jacob did, 
to reach our home where we will never again will be fugitive and staying there, setting there forever in the presence of our God. Brothers and sisters, be reconciled with God. It's worth your life. Let's pray. God, we, we know how hard is the process of reconciliation with others in the same level as us, the same kind. How many people has a broken relationship with their parents with their children, with relatives, with neighbors, <clears throat> with co-workers, with brothers and sisters inside the church. How hard is to recognize the necessity of reconciliation. We also know how hard it is to humiliate ourselves and in a humble way to recognize our fault in the need of reconciliation. You ask for your grace, strength. Change, our oh God, our every day our character. Change our heart. Change our mind, but don't let us stay on the same stage where we are. God, change us. Don't let us walk as us, as we are walking with broken relationship. Brings us to Peniel, if it's necessary. Touch us. Give us a limp if it's necessary. But change our mind. Change our heart. Change our soul. Change our character. Because we know when you have broken relationship with others, we also break our relationship with you. Be mercy on us. Forgive us. Hold, hold our hands. Helps us to walk in the way to better serve you. To be faithful to you. As Jacob did for the glory of your name. For the peace of his, his heart and his family. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.